Welcome to Biz Takeouts, Biz Community's sound bite-sized news to go. I'm your host, Ritendo Nyamwida. Coming up on the Takeouts menu, founder of Design & Daba, Ravi Naidu. The reasons we did Design & Daba was not because we wanted to be event organizers or promoters or impresarios. We did it because we fundamentally believe that design has got this ability and a it's part of the source code to help us reimagine South Africa and reimagine Africa. It's time for Biz Takeouts. This year, Design & Dubber celebrates its monumental 25th anniversary. So can you just take us back to the first Design & Dubber and how the event has grown in the last 25 years? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, got superannuated over that term. 25 years ago, and it happened not so far away from where we just sat right now. And it was a reasonably inconspicuous event. Mm. It took place at the Mount Nelson in the ballroom. 200 people arrived. We were so chuffed. Mm-hmm. It was actually sold out for the ballroom. Uh, couldn't believe that. We had this eclectic mix of locals and international speaking. Famously, we had the design director of the Atlanta Olympic Games, which was going to be happening the next year. And... Uh, People loved it, and they asked us to do it again. And the peculiar thing about it was, did you know it started as a pet project, a side project? So we did this on the side as something that we wanted to do completely smitten by these prospects of nation building and the new South Africa and what it was going to mean. Mm-hmm. And it almost felt like over and above our day jobs, we needed to do something more. And uh, did that, mm-hmm. and it went along wonderfully you just realized there was such a hunger for this content and being exposed and South Africa feeling a sense of being hitched back onto the Global Express, being part of something bigger. When we canvassed the audience afterwards, they said, do it again. And we said, yeah, but God, you know, we can't just do it just yet. We've got work to do. How about we reconvene in two years? And we did that. 97, then 99, then 2001 by which time we built up such a head of steam that it had to become an annual event. Mm -hmm. So while it's 25 years since inception, there have not been 25 design endeavors. And at the beginning, you mentioned 200 attendees at the first one. What is the current size of people who attend the design endeavor? The scale is quite different in how we measure it right now because the reach is way bigger than we ever imagined. And it's going to get even bigger. We just signed a deal recently with Google Arts and Culture where all of our content is going into Google archives and, and our reach would be, you know, increased by an order of magnitude. So that digital treasure trove that we have of all the talks is a open source curriculum for anybody who is smitten by ideas around creativity, design, and innovation. Mm-hmm. So uh, that that's, that's an important aspect. See, over our term, uh, we've had various guises, at one stage, we had a very large uh, trade fair, the Design in Darba Expo. It ran from about 2004 all the way through to 2016. And at its height at the expo alone, 65,000 people used to come through the turnstiles. Mm-hmm. But we did it when there was no design available in the high streets. Uh, we thought there was a particular need for South African designers to find an outlet to sell their wares both locally and internationally. We work very hard in bringing international buyers out from leading stores around the world. 
And uh, by about 2016, we took this uh, view that that particular platform's purpose had been served and uh, design was quite available on the high streets mm-hmm. in Woodstock, at the Woodstock Exchange or on Bree Street or at Workshop 17 mm-hmm. or at the Shed and elsewhere and didn't quite need designers to empty out their studios and set it up in a cubicle over three square meters at the CTICC. So we decided then rather to pivot and put these energies towards other methods of growing South African design. The nicest thing about design in Dava is that we've never been formulaic or too wedded. Mm. We feel no problems about euthanizing things we've started. Mm. We used to try models at design in Dava where we had multiple streams. You would have, it was in an era pre-social media, you could have serious FOMO, choosing like where to be. Mm. Um, we would have like six channels simultaneously. We'd have entire separate Indabas, lifestyle Indaba, jewelry Indaba, mm. architecture Indaba. So it was very much of a multi-platform thing. But since social media, where people could track what was going on in other rooms, mm. it became prohibitive to do those kind of things. And we changed and we now corral people together in one room but then what we've done is then take the message out even further. And so folks will be watching it on a large screen in Nairobi this year, mm. or Windhoek, mm. or Lausanne, Switzerland. Mm. And, and that's been a nice thing about the model being malleable, and there's a plasticity about it. Mm. There's no two design endeavors that's the same. Yeah. And in many ways, even the cast, it's completely renewed. Mm. So you can't say, well, I kind of saw that last year. There's no need to go this year. Yeah. It's a complete total renewal. You've spoken about how the designer Dabba actually started off as a pet project. And you've been involved in a number of pet projects over the years. Some of these include the Arch for Arch, the Hugh Masekela Pavilion. You have also been involved in the 2014 World Design Capital Project, as well as bringing the right people to come together to make the globally recognized Zeitz Maka happen. What would be the ultimate dream project for you right now? Well, I think... It's about the reasons we did design in Dava was not because we wanted to be event organizers Mm. or promoters or impresarios. We did it because we fundamentally believe that design has got this ability and it's part of the source code to help us reimagine South Africa and reimagine Africa. And we set about it in this way, you know, we say this often and it's really, really part of our campaign right now that we wanted to be both a think tank and a do tank. I think South Africa has an implementation deficit and those of us who can do must do. And so it wasn't enough to just talk and be soapbox activists about the power of design. We had to insert ourselves into this in a rather gonzo kind of way and make. So we've leveraged over 250 projects. Mm -hmm. Those that you've mentioned have all come from that stage. So a 30 minute talk by Snowhatter eight months later is on the oldest avenue in South Africa and is the famous Arch for Arch, a homage at once to Archbishop Tutu, mm. as well as a celebration of the South African constitution because it's made with 14 arches of wood and uh, because there's 14 chapters in the constitution and 14 lines in the preamble. Mm. So we, 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 we love to take design in Daba not as an end, but a means. Mm. And the work starts after the event and we try to use that energy almost as a mandate mm-hmm. for projects and activities afterwards. 
So um, we, we love getting involved in that. So th there's lots of projects. And in fact, in some ways, I got to tell you that uh, a large chunk of uh, our motivations and even how we're reorganizing ourselves here mm -hmm. at our head office here at Design Daba is to actually build an organization that's going to be more about the projects. Mm -hmm. We'd rather be recognized as projects or us as opposed to being about the event. Mm. And it's a very peculiar thing because, it, you know, it's like an iceberg. Everybody sees the bit above water mm. and they see, oh, that's that that's that iceberg. Mm. But so much of the action is below the water mm. and where it's a way bigger. And so, uh, but we're wanting to be way more prolific. Mm. Even now for the next design endeavor, there's an immense amount of things that you're going to be seeing there that we've front-loaded and we've worked on one project we've invested over 200 hours. I know I've done personally that will be unveiled at Design Java. Mm -hmm. And, and, and that is way beyond booking a talk and helping somebody make a talk, mm -hmm. but it's about realizing a project that will accompany the talk. So a 20 minute talk has got over 200 hours worth of pre-production. Wow. I can say this without any fear of contradiction. There aren't conferences in the world that has that level of pre-production mm -hmm. because it's not about the stage. Mm -hmm. It's about the stuff that leaves the stage. And that has got way more complexity than the stage mm. because that involves multiple parties. In the instance that I'm talking to you, I had to liaise with the Department of Water Affairs, I had to liaise with provincial government, with city government, with environmentalists, with finding out new techniques about building, mm. including cross-laminated timber, finding out things about how to harvest alien vegetation off the slopes of Table Mountain <laughs> and how you would prep them. And this is way beyond the scope of an event organizer. Yeah. So I hope, you know, when people start to understand and get their heads around what design in Daba is, mm -hmm. uh, it is really a think tank and a do tank. And, you know, part of our evolving platform, I'm thinking increasingly that maybe the platform should work and uh, evolve in the future editions of it mm -hmm. to be like two days worth of conference yeah. and maybe two days worth of active do tank okay. where we make these challenges live. And we corral people to bring challenges to, to us. Mm. And increasingly, people are starting to do that mm. because they see this capacity for making yeah. and, 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 and doing this heavy lifting. Mm. So imagine we gave corporations a opportunity to send us their challenges. And they will, by virtue of all the energies we coalesce around Design Indaba, we activate these projects. And so we don't only get titillated and excited and inspired by the ideas, we can also be part of a real-life transform transformative project. Mm -hmm. I want more people to be imbued with the sense and feel this energy because we get such a rush yeah. from things like the Arch for Arch. And I would love more of the audience and uh, other collaborators mm -hmm. to be involved in that. Yeah. So how can we draw that? And because the learning from that yeah. would be absolutely immense. So uh, even as we sit planning a cracking bumper edition for our 25th anniversary yeah we're still thinking well you know mm. maybe we should do other things too so yeah. i like this creative tension yeah. there's no problems about it and we're completely open to listening to new ways as to how to have impact yeah and you've mentioned challenges you've mentioned the image of the iceberg and yeah. how we only see the top of the iceberg and we don't see everything that happens below yeah talk to me about some of the challenges or some of the surprises that stand out to you over the last i guess over the last 25 years 
Listen, it's tough doing it here, I must admit. It's it's a harrowing ride. Mm-hmm. I felt that this year was probably the toughest it's ever been, mm-hmm. which is quite, quite crazy because you look at us and you think, we are 25 years old, we've got broad shoulders, yeah. we've seen so many things. But I think the kind of tide has receded somewhat in South Africa and the economy has been properly gutted. And uh, so it's very hard. And I have huge empathy for the creative industries that have really struggled in this mm-hmm. term. And so we've done whatever we can in order to soften the blow. We've dialed down our prices to 2018 levels. We've asked our sponsors to perhaps pick up a bit more of the slack. And we find new ways to make sure that Design Dubber can be as accessible as ever. You know, more people have a free or a, you know, small, uh, a, a, a small fee experience of Design Dubber mm. with Nightscape. And then, of course, simulcast. More people watch a simulcast than they do the plenary. And so we want to make sure as far as possible that we make it super accessible. And of course, there's no paywalls afterwards with all of the content. But it's been a harrowing time prepping for this year. And as I talk to my colleagues across the creative industries in South Africa, I, I can well empathize with how tough it's been in, uh, with the South African economy. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's been uh, quite difficult uh, keeping it all together mm-hmm. and uh, thankfully we built a bit of an SUV here quite a resilient model mm-hmm. but still we've been absolutely tested mm-hmm. so uh, you know I want to say also to people who are alumni and folks who have come out to many design endeavors you know we've got your back we really really appreciate the support and even now we are conjuring up new ways as to how to make the event more accessible mm-hmm. we had a brainstorm session with a sponsor And one new idea we have that we're hoping to, if the sponsor signs off on it, cross-subsidize entry into the design data where for a particular challenge, you could, you could, you could cross-subsidize your entry into design data by offering an idea. So we, we, you can charge, you can pay with some cash Mm -hmm. and top it up with some intellectual capital. Wow. Which is not shabby. That's not too shabby. Yeah. And and an idea, just Mm -hmm. an idea because, uh, and, and so, we we've been looking at these kinds of ways mm-hmm. because trust us we we know uh, we don't take ourselves for granted anything of this for granted we don't rest on our laurels we really really sweat the small stuff about mm-hmm. putting together an amazing program we adore this uh, this place we live in mm-hmm. we really really love the creative community and we want to make sure that we do well by them yeah. and so uh, yeah uh, we 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 are we are doing our darndest to make. Uh, or all of this, because it's pointless doing yeah. all of this hard work yeah. and, and not have the right people mm. uh, sup at this fountain mm. and, and use it as their energy and their charge for the project that will have impact in South Africa subsequently. Mm. I really love your acknowledgement of the creative industry and the creative communities because I find oftentimes people see it as a pastime or a leisure time yeah. but don't really understand the complexities of what it takes to be a creative and to create these beautiful events or spaces or music or whatever yeah. it is that the public often enjoys. Yeah, and I think even from a national government point of view, I don't think they've quite got their heads around it. You know, we live in a place where there isn't a national design policy, there isn't a national design council. So there aren't these structures. Mm-hmm. So design and dub has almost kind of become this de facto, uh, de jure kind of entity mm-hmm. that tries to fill up these spaces because there is no directional leadership in that scale from a policy point of view. Uh, and then beyond that, uh, you know, we've been banging on for years. 
wherever we can in every platform to talk about the primacy and the potency of the creative industries, write pieces in, in national media and op-eds, etc., in order to be able to say to them, I mean, you know, uh, do you know the power that we possibly have if we could leverage uh, our creative industries? I was happy to see our president tweet yesterday about our creative people doing the best because uh, uh, we had a, a, a winner in a, a short film mm. uh, overseas, and that was fantastic. But I think we need to do more. Mm. And, uh, you know, there's such great stories, and I could hold court for days. Yeah. And uh, But we need to do more to get our, uh, our policy framework in line. I mean, Stefan Anthony, a stone's throw away from where we sat right now, mm -hmm. he employs 250 architects. South Africa does not know that in LA alone, he's done 22 projects. All conceived of and designed in Cape Town by South African architects. Yeah. There's this invisible exports mm. of IP and ideas mm. that South Africa does not know about. And we need to do more to be able to grow that and celebrate that. Uh, you know, the global Mondelez account is held by Ogilvy here in Cape Town. Mm. Nathan Reddy of Grid is managing the Qatar tourism account and recently uh, won Michelin. Uh, you know, these things are happening mm. and, and, and there are people out here who've got a very, very solid custom in hard currency mm. from brands and, and, and companies and entities around the world that uh, we can do a lot more to grow that base. Mm. So uh, the guys have done well by sheer dint of hard work. But they've got really no supply side support mm. whatsoever. How would you see or how would you advise creatives understanding business? The best creative businesses in the world have solved for that. Uh, you know, Mutua Prada's uh, husband is her fun business muse. Mm. A creative muse has to find a business muse. A creative person has to find a business muse. A business person has to find a creative muse. It's a partnership. So it's very, very difficult for creative people to paddle the canoe on their own. They have to find folks who are uh, excited by the cut and thrust of enterprise and who are excited by things like distribution and excited by things like efficient production, etc., <laughs> yeah. which may not be the kind of stuff that would excite creative people yeah. because they're really all about the big idea, but it should. And, 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 and we need to have more of these partnerships. You know, in the way that it happens, for example, in the tech industry, and if you look at how businesses started to corral around young coders mm -hmm. uh, in the tech industry and with initiatives, uh, you know, we helped some years ago to co-found the Cape IT initiative. And platforms like Bandwidth Barn, amazing as a startup incubator for tech startups. We need that equivalent for creative mm -hmm. and creative startups. And, uh, and there need to be people where, uh, who could properly be angel investors and VC in, say, Pitcherlux business mm -hmm. or Laduma's business mm -hmm. or Tebe Magugu's business. Mm -hmm. And what are the fora for them? beyond family and friends, where they could actually go and put up a business case and say, this is my proposition. This is where I could possibly grow this business to. Mm -hmm. And uh, we need to start to take them seriously and create the ecosystem to support it. 
And it's something to be super, super conscious of. A lot of the designers that have debuted as the emerging creatives and we've looked, we're in constant contact with them and, and spent a lot of time commissioning projects like we did with the IKEA collection recently where we dealt a lot with our emerging creators and alumni of design in Durban. We do realize though, it's very, very difficult for them to make the leap mm. into a proper retail footing and to get real, uh, you know, great distribution. So they all tend to be jobbers and dealing in small volumes and small lots. And, and they go from trade fair to trade fair, yeah. uh, et cetera. They, 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 they need better support mm-hmm. uh, and better uh, commercial support in being able to help them structure their businesses and work out how they could, you know, increase the productive capacity, how they could reduce the unit costs, how they could expand the distribution. And these are the gnarly aspects that one needs to countenance mm. uh, if you want to grow your business. So uh, we do tend to be a place here where a lot of them come through where they want to swap stories and ask advice. Mm. So there's like a kind of a free mentoring service that happens here all the time. But uh, the one thing uh, that we've started to do off late and uh, we're just setting up the structure called Diva, Design in Dava Venture Accelerator, and we've just written our first check wow. where we took a stake in a company in Cape Town just to help it get over the edge because it's, we find that mm. it's a very uh, great prospect to do things a lot more sustainably uh, in terms of construction. And uh, we help them uh, to get a leg up. Mm. And, and, and so uh, we, are, we are thinking about after design and to look at ways in which we can structure that a bit more and maybe uh, build up a bit more of a fund with some high net worth individuals and and, and see whether we could go out and assist. Mm. And so and maybe a component of design and other going forward will be like a pitch night mm. uh, where uh, designers will be invited to put together some more, bit more of a prospectus so that we could get, uh, you know, uh, some real investment in their businesses. African design and culture are increasingly a high-value global commodity. Free trade agreements are poised to benefit African economies and connectivity. Essentially, everything is coming together. How do you see the incredible success of design and Daba evolving and scaling in the coming years? Yeah, I don't see our scaling happening in inventing. I see our scaling happening in terms of projects. We'll do more projects. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've got that flagship event and it's wonderful. But, you know, events are not us. I think projects are us because we really need to take more of the energy of the event out onto the high street. Mm-hmm. So that is how you're going to measure us going forward. Um, I love this whole idea about free trade. I think the biggest issue is that will you implement it already? I mean, I have a situation right now of a Ghanaian artist Who's struggling to get his visa to South Africa? Mm. So you can make all of these uh, these promises, but in the simple issue of somebody getting on a plane and being able to travel from one country to the next, in order to be able to meet and make connections, etc., it's it's quite difficult. So I hope that you know beyond them writing wonderful poetry, they sort out uh, you know these very very simple um, blockages uh, towards making uh, intra-African uh, enterprise uh, work a lot better. 
I mean, some years ago, I struggled to get a Rwandan, Christian Benimana, to design in Daba. Mm. I had absolutely no help from our own government at the time. And eventually, I made representations to the Rwandan government. And at the 11th hour, they issued Christian Benimana with a diplomatic passport. And so he came in here as a diplomat with a short-term diplomatic passport. So when he got onto the stage of the Zion Daba, we introduced him as His Excellency, <laughs> Christian Benimana. But the thing is that, uh, you know, I, I, I love the poetry, but I'm also saying we're needing to start to implement this. And visas is the first thing to help in travel. Uh, I think that's going to be a, a crucial part. But there's such a uh, <laughs> amazing growth potential. We have a project here at Design and Daba that we're calling internally uh, Studio 54. And it's a little pet project we have internally where we're wanting to do a Design and Daba project in every single African country. Mm. Wow. So we helped with Es Devlin recently when she uh, took the proceeds of doing the Zoetrope, which is a project we did here in Cape Town opposite Zeitzmoker for Mercedes and decided that the money should not leave Africa and instead put it towards building a, a facility at a school north of Blantyre mm -hmm. in Malawi. Uh, with Miriam Kamara, we're triggering this artisanal valley in Niger, mm -hmm. um, in their capital, Niamey. And uh, with Thomas Heatherwick, we were working on a speculative project of a, a in Addis Ababa, uh, which is at early stages. So increasingly, we're also starting to think, well, how could we take this energy from DI and actually work with collaborators outside South Africa as well and, and, and just use, use this to trigger point and uh, other projects. So uh, happy mm. for, uh, to see, you know, these uh, trade agreements. We now have uh, this inaugural uh, office, which is based in Accra, Ghana, headed up by a South African. Uh, to facilitate mm. uh, trade across Africa. Mm. So hopefully great things will happen from there. And, uh, and maybe with creative industries, we can help to show the way yeah. with the kind of peer-to-peer -peer solidarity we tend to have mm. with our African creative peers. Mm. What keeps you moving forward? Like what is propelling you? I mean, at any point in time, we've got a portfolio of things that are happening simultaneously because they all have different uh, time spans and uh, different... Uh, gestation periods mm. so uh, you have to do that and you but like a short order cook tending over quite a few things that are happening simultaneously uh, and the other thing is that um, I mean the reverb you get mm. I promise you there's nothing we've ever done in our lives like the emotionally charged Saturday morning when we gave keys to people who moved into uh, the houses we built in the 10 by 10 housing project mm. So people who had only ever lived in shacks moving to the house. You have a day like that. It fires you up for years because you think you want more of that. I mean, uh, I think the Dalai Lama said that giving is a selfish act. And you get such a great reverb when you do projects like so. Uh, we made a man very happy when we threw a birthday party for Archbishop Tutu on his 86th birthday and unveiled uh, the monument to him. And projects like that are just wholesome, mm. and they and 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 they really feed us, and uh, and we live for them. And you know, we're still South African bulls. It's been really, really tough in the last decade, and 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 you know, 
we have felt some existential stress about our country in of recent but uh, you know our job is to really meet the negativity with some positivity but not just with sloganeering but with some heavy lifting and some real live projects where we can show an alternative way mm. and the alternative way is really for us to fashion our own solutions mm. in many instances government won't provide so we have to find ways as to how we could insert ourselves into this dialogue and how we could uh, offer solutions and offer some creative solutions and hope that you know it could make a difference but uh, i think the fundamental uh, reason we keep doing what we're doing is that we uh, love south africa we love africa and we genuinely feel a sense of a service to the creative community and uh, we we truly take them seriously mm-hmm. and we worked extremely hard for them and uh, and and it it matters a lot it matters a lot to how they think about the zanjaba it matters a lot as to how they support it but it also uh, you know for us i don't think at any point in time we dropped our guard a lowered the bar mm-hmm. at all and they can just see that you know uh, the undiminished passion after 25 years we're still absolutely pushing on and even in this time of cholera in the country we're still you know uh, trying to remain optimists and romantics and dreamers but importantly doers yeah okay, folks it's been a tough ride the last year from an economy point of view hasn't been great but do me a favor we're doing whatever we can to ease your passage through zaida dava we're finding some interesting workarounds to make it more accessible than ever we put together a program that i can assure you is one of the best we've ever uh, laid on and more importantly we are doubling down on the projects that we do that comes out of design and other there are a bunch of world premieres that you will get to see uh, at the next design and other and so uh, don't sleep on it we'd love to see you there it's our collective creative birthday it's going to be both inspiring and a celebration look forward to connecting with all of you at design and other 2020 and that's a wrap on today's show biz takeouts take it where you like it when you like it how you like it.